1: Welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D.
0: Hello Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Back in the office! Yeah! Yeah, we're all negative! Exactly, all negative Nancys. That's what people keep telling us as well when we're reviewing Raw. You're so negative on
1: this! Well, I thought they were saying it in a good way! <laughs> you, these two guys... Talking about how The Miz cannot touch MJF on the microphone or in the ring. They haven't got COVID. That's what I, I thought they were saying. That's what they're always saying about Pete on Saturday's <laughs> reviews and Tempest about NXT. They haven't got COVID. They're so goddamn negative. It's so
0: negative. Nice. It's how you frame it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. How did you have fun doing your two PCR tests?
1: Uh, yes, I particularly loved cycling to the car park. 15 minutes away in the rain yesterday, oh. I had I couldn't wear a single item of clothing for the rest of the day because it felt like I'd pissed home. my pants. <laughs> and you would do it at home anyway, so... Yeah, but it's not warm, even in my flat at the moment, which is tropical even in the winter. Yeah, I got drenched. Anyway, how are you? What did you get up to?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I also did my PCR test. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did one on the Thursday and got the results on the Friday. Everything was A-OK. I was speaking to um, to Denise, actually, about this. So she uh, was ill not last week, the week before, which is why she didn't do the Friday show.
1: Oh, is that why she hasn't been on shows?
0: Well, the, the one week is she went to full mm, year, and yeah. then she was tired. Yeah. Uh, well, I say she tired. She was unwell. And Step
1: host, temporary <laughs> host, more like.
0: <laughs> on that note, she's not on this Friday show either.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need, to, I need to ask Tempest about that. Part timer. I got a text from her last night being like, uh, no, I was like, don't worry, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Uh, so what was I saying? So anyway, she, she was unwell. So she has to go get a, a PCR test done. $130. <sighs> oh. Because in America, you've got to pay for it if you want the results quickly if you want the results in like four weeks time then you don't have to pay for it but if you need those 24-hour results you've got to pay for it and we would it was just funny because we were chatting about this before we went on air on friday and she just sort of like casually mentioned it and i was like oh i want to go get a pcr test done as well and she was like but how much was yours mm. I, I, it wasn't I literally just went to a car park and got it done sounds dodgy it does a little bit when you say i've got to go to a car park and get it done they're all in car parks i said i drove up to a car park and i've got to go and do it again on monday
1: a couple of porter cabins (laughs) set up
0: (laughs) actually yeah people in massive coats because they're stood outside all day long
1: people from the arts (laughs) temping
0: just trying to get a little bit of bump for christmas um but yeah i know i quite enjoyed myself doing the pcr test as much as you can do getting them done really but you know all came back negative, so it was fine. I had I
1: got a real kick on Monday on my second one because we, you know, we kept- the first one came back negative, but we didn't know when we we're infected, so we thought, well, let's do a- an extra one. Yeah, and we're uh, responsible adults. I went in there, and the guy was like, "Have you done this before?" As they ask everybody, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of smug satisfaction by going,
0: "Yeah, actually, yeah, I- on f- on Thursday." Back off, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, and
1: I still screwed up sealing the the bag.
0: What is that thing? The, well, the silver thing.
1: Yeah, on the inside. Yeah, what is that? About? Why can't try-
0: you flap it over like an envelope? Well, I was trying to tuck it in. And the guy had to yeah. correct me and be they like. They run
1: over to you like, no, 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 no. no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong. you doing it wrong. Mm. Like, don't turn it upside down. You screw it on tight in this and the other. But it looks like you should tuck it in. Because the silver bit doesn't look like it comes off. Mm. And then you tug it a little bit and it does. But yeah, I, I, I was. But on the second time round, I was absolutely fine.
1: I'll tell you what they really don't like. Putting it in the butthole. <laughs> I just hear the word swab and I get I pull down my pants. In the car park. And I'm like, who's gonna help me with this, guys? I can't see it. You've given me a mirror, but I need two. Yeah. They're like, use the
0: vanity mirror in your car. I was like, well, that's no good to me. <laughs> sort of legs up on the dashboard. <laughs> Oh, your off. phone, should <laughs> <trying> to <laughs>
1: record something. So, okay, I think it's there when I watch it back. It's like
0: trying to check the audio <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but aside from that, how was your weekend? Well, I went, to, I went to a wrestling show. You did, you went to Eve. I know because mm. I was speaking to a friend of mine who yeah. said that he saw and spoke to you.
1: Yeah, unfortunately that friend, like, you know, I've met him before, but he came over, said hi before the show, before I was drunk. And I thought, make a mental note to say bye to him at the end. Did not. Was too drunk. I <laughs> think I walked out singing. Because Jetta was the champion. Mm-hmm. She's got sort of a Princess Diana gimmick. Unfortunately, I'm not real. It's not the most coherent thing. I think there's something... She's great. But the gimmick is just a little bit... It's It, it feels like it's trying to hit three different <laughs> bits. Yeah. and I think she's just focusing on one. And she comes out to... Nobody does it. And everyone says, Jetta okay. yeah. <laughs> makes me feel... So- yeah, so I was singing that a lot. But yeah, I, you know what? That was the first pro wrestling show I've been to since the pandemic. Funny enough, if you don't count No Fans Monday, which I don't really, because we worked it and there were no fans there. Yeah. The last wrestling show I went to was Eve in January. Hmm. So I just, you know, bookended the pandemic with Eve shows. It's apart from going to the cinema, going to a wrestling show and getting drunk is the most fun I have out. It's always a good time, isn't it? It's a great time. I cannot it, recommend it. Particularly an Eve show. Yeah, but the, any wrestling show. To get drunk at a wrestling show, of course, behave very nicely, but get drunk. Start some chants. You'll have a whale of a time. And, you know, go out and support your local indie fed at the moment. They need it.
0: I was, We were talking about this recently because there was that Rev Pro show that you and I went to. There was that two-night event that they did. Mm. And we did a little bit of drinking on that first night. But the second night, which was down the road from your flat... We got horrendously drunk out on like those the cans of Foster's, I think they were actually selling. It might have been fa- Tesco's around the corner. Yeah, or like cans of Red Stripe or whatever yeah. they were selling in the building. And it was headlined by Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. I can't remember a single thing of that match.
1: Different age. Zack Gibson was on that show, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Ishii,
0: I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, the Zack Gibson thing is the only bit of that show I really remember <laughs> because he cut one of my favorite promos that he's ever done. Because it was Zach Gibson versus Toriano, and he's cutting this crowd, cutting this promo on the crowd, and he's like, "You lot there, reading <laughs> Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer, are looking in that ring, bloody hell, Grado looks different in real life.'" <laughs> So there was a tremendous line, and I've quoted it a lot because I, I really, really enjoyed it. That, and I remember taking photos with people who like recognised us and mm-hmm. like throwing up really drunken two sweets, and then people tagging. on on the Twitter. times. Yeah, people like tagging me on Twitter, and being like, "I look so drunk in those photos." And then I fell asleep on the tube on the way home, and it was at, at where it was was pretty much at the one end of the Victoria Line, and I fell asleep and woke up at the other end of the. Only needed to go three stops. Walthamstow Central to Brixton. I went. To, I woke up in, Brixton. I woke that's, up in uh, Brixton. That's 55 minutes. I woke up in Brixton, got off, and thought I was at the right place. Mm. And then I walked out and I was like, this looks very different to Oxford Circus.
1: Funnily enough, you went from, you know, Rev Pro territory into Progressland. <laughs> which is where they've got their training... Uh, school. Yeah
0: it took me ages to get home mm. and I bought this like weird chicken tikka kebab thing on the way back so I was still eating meat that You place.
1: don't remember anything that happened on the show bar a promo but you know the
0: flavour of kebab. Because I remember it being very odd. Very <laughs> delicious because I had like this little mince mm. like yoghurt raita in there as well which was you know delightful but I don't yeah I don't remember anything else about that show. I was very very drunk.
1: Unfortunately I still remember Ishii uh, me going over to him sort of encouraged by the success of going to Matt Riddle. Hey, can you say support WrestleTalk? And he's like, bro. And he did. Mm -hmm. And I went up to Ishii. And I was like, oh, can I get a video? And he thought picture. He didn't speak English. I didn't speak Japanese. Recipe for disaster. And then I got out my phone and I started, you know, doing the Logan Paul style. Hey, yo, I'm here with... And he went, (laughs) YouTube? No, 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 no and i just felt like a piece of crap <laughs> and you know sometimes i just wake up and think about that. <laughs> two in the morning
0: ruins my day oh well, uh, do you know what i'll tell you about that in just a moment actually let's get mm. into the show itself though uh so yeah here we are talking about um should Liv morgan have won the raw women's championship no. spoilers <laughs> but you know let's talk about it because some people were quite upset uh here is the show
1: Should Liv Morgan have won the Women's Championship on this episode of Raw? I don't know. Actually, I do know. I think... they nah, probably not. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. He's just getting his championship, which was not on the floor. No, it wasn't. It was on this lovely... Cushion, Velvet pillow. Velvet pillow that a tiny person is just polishing. He's, he's tending to it down a, a there.
0: A borrower.
1: Yeah. Uh, and this episode is sponsored by
0: Geology. It certainly is. Making handsome a habit. What a wonderful, wonderful product Geology is. Basically, all you've got to do is click the link in the video description down below, take a very quick 30-second quiz, and you will be given a regiment, regiment that is specifically tailored for... For you, And it gets sent straight to your door. Fabulous little service. Also, click that link down there. Not only do you take a quiz that's only 30 seconds long. Once you've agreed to buy the product, you get 50% off. What? 50% off. It's a huge saving. Incredible saving. Just in time for Christmas, mm. no less. So yeah, please click the link down below. Thank you, uh, thank you so much to Geology for being a wonderful sponsor of today's show.
1: We'll dive more into that box after the main discussion point. So... The main event, not always the plan, by the way, this episode of Raw opened with a random steel cage match between Big E and Kevin Owens. Yeah. By all accounts, that was meant to main event the entire show up until four hours before the episode went on air. Sure was. But they switched it with the women's title match, and you know what? Good. I think it was the right call. Definitely the right call. I thought it made... Like all the stuff they had around the main event, because the the match itself was fine, a bit above fine, I would say. They went under 15 minutes, I think. It was like 14 and a half. Minutes, yeah, <clears throat> but all the pomp and circumstance around it. Liv got this awesome video package about her journey from being a childhood fan. Um, the interviews with her mum about how she came up through the company and stuff. Excellently done. Excellently put together. The, they got promos throughout the night to build it up. There's this looming weight of history with Lita and Trish Stratus mm-hmm. having main-evented Raw 17 years prior. Which they had done as a video package earlier in the show. Another blonde versus another redhead. Yeah. Like, that's that's a level of detail WWE rarely acknowledges. And they're like, well, this time the blonde is going to win. Yeah. Or Trish, Trish messaged, live that. And I just, I just thought it was incredibly well done. The crowd got really into it. While the match was, you know, above average, it wasn't blow away. But I thought what Becky does is she makes matches feel
0: big, big time. time. Yeah, I, for lack of a better term, she yeah. does, doesn't she? Like that's exactly what I wrote in my notes. This feels like a big time match, despite the fact that it's had, you know, a week's worth of promotion but, I, but about, I, there's I, been about three four weeks of build. yeah it was like about maybe two weeks before survivor mm-hmm. series is when they sort of set this match up because Liv won that match to get her into this position so they have been building this board for a handful of weeks to get to this point but they really ramped it up in this episode and made it feel like a massive big time match and i think that is why Going by, like, you know, the Trish and Leader stuff, it being in the main event, the video package that was played beforehand that you mentioned about Liv's history with the company and wanting to be this champion since she was a little girl, made people think she was going to win this match. Like, it felt like the company was telling you, Mm. you're going to see a new champion at the end of this show. And you didn't get that. What you got was Becky Lynch winning the same way she did against Charlotte Flair, which was the roll-up and the grabbing of the ropes, which I think is a perfect finish to this. I absolutely loved the finish of this, so long as it's setting up the next chapter of this story. Oh,
1: I mean, did you watch the Bianca Belair feud? Because what, 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 what WWE and Becky like to do is Becky will cheat to win, and then she'll cheat to win. And then she'll cheat to win. And then the challenger goes off somewhere else.
0: Well, yes. Do you not
1: think this is... So, I agree with everything you said. I also agree with Becky winning here. I think it's quite clear... Because the story so far has been Becky doesn't believe Liv has it. That's exactly it, yeah. And now Becky had to cheat to win. Mm -hmm. So Liv, Liv has got perfect ammunition to throw back in Lynch's face. And that will likely build to a rematch on day one. Where well, maybe, I, you know, probably 50-50, that they'll give Morgan the title. Well,
0: if it was me, this is like my fantasy scenario, uh, writ large, mm. is now that Becky has beaten Liv and Becky cheats to win, she can now duck the challenge. She can duck the rematch. I've already Ooh. beaten you. There's no way that you're going to challenge for the belt again. And you have Morgan win the Rumble. Oh, God damn. So you then have Morgan versus Lynch set for Mania, that Becky can't duck anymore, and you know you can, and then run and then you give Liv the big win here because it really feels like this whole match felt like the company telling you she is going to win the belt. It may not be tonight, but down the line she is going, to, and it very very soon she will be the Raw Women's Champion. What you've done there, Luke, is dare to dream. Well, that's exactly it, right? Because I, not
1: even in my wildest fantasies had conceived of anything so long-term.
0: No, you, they'll just do it again next <laughs> week.
1: I was like, oh yeah, I know the story. This is eventually going to go back to Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. That's probably your WrestleMania match. Belair probably might win that. Liv is a filler. She's a filler feud for Becky, and they're doing quite a good job of elevating her mm. in that regard.
0: But man, that's a fantastic story. It is it's a good story, mm. right? And I feel like that story is there in WWE's lap my concern is and we've seen this a lot in wwe since wrestlemania 30 wwe did their very best to not have daniel bryan be the wwe champion and to make sure that you knew that he was not the wwe champion he was just a filler feud but the fans made them change their minds WWE's rewriting of history was like, yeah, it was always the plan at SummerSlam. <laughs> BS, no, it wasn't. The plan for WrestleMania was Brian versus Sheamus, Randy Orton versus Batista. Like that Money. is that is absolute fact. Triple H versus Punk. That is undisputed fact. But they've rewritten the history to be like, no, that was the plan all along. Fake all news. But because they have rewritten that history so much that they now believe that's the case, they'd think that the way <laughs> to build up a babyface is just to beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them beat, mm. them, beat them, beat them, beat them. And then the fans will tell you, that we want them to win, and then they win. So i i have I have this feeling that they are doing a quote a Daniel Bryan with Liv Morgan here. Maybe you beat her here, beat her again at day one, and then maybe you do the Rumble win and sing. like it. Just feels like there's that's the direction they're going. Like Be- Bianca Belair, as much as I, I thought her match with Doudrop was my favorite thing on the show. What? Oh, oh yeah, we we'll get. I thought, was, I thought it was. Apart from the finish, which was real bad, I loved the match itself. Feels like they've taken Belair off the championship boil. <clears throat> so she's she... just doing something else, yeah. But yeah, now that you she's
1: said... busy over now there. Now that you've
0: said that, maybe like Belair, Belair Becky does feel like that's the bigger match yes. for Mania. But I feel like this there's more in this story than there is in doing Bel-Air again. What I'm surprised by, and
1: don't anybody take this the wrong way because I mean it positively.
0: You can't believe people like Liv Morgan. But,
1: like, that makes it sound so
0: much worse than it is.
1: Like, there there were people that they kept cutting to the crowd. Kevin, you know, credit where credit's due, thought the camera work was amazing in this main event. They found the exact right people in the crowd to focus on. We almost got a new Miz girl Mm -hmm. out of it. This young girl who was really upset that Liv had lost. And her dad next to her laughing his tits off. Yes, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite loss. First time being a WWE fan. You'll get used to it. You'll grow up real fast, kid.
0: Someone did a screenshot of that <laughs> being like, WWE, we put smiles on fans' faces.
1: <laughs> um, Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, Liv. But so many people in that arena were really, really behind her. And... I like Liv. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever been pushed to the extent that she probably could get over. And personally, she does not have that amazing connection with me yet. But if she's connect, But I don't understand Jeff Hardy. You know, but he is... I can recognise he connects with loads of people. He should always be pushed to a certain degree. If Liv is having this kind of reaction from fans, and granted some of that might be Becky and an actual story going into it, but that's very promising
0: yeah i would certainly say so the other thing i wanted to make mention of this and i feel like maybe we are beating a bit of a dead horse uh, here but man wwe do not know how to pay shows anymore oh yeah so becky lynch came out for this main event segment with like 35 minutes left of raw to go She made her entrance. Then we got like a bunch of stuff. Like we had some backstage segments. We had some video packages. We had multiple ad breaks and then Liv Morgan's entrance and then another ad break. To the point when there's only 14 minutes left Mm. of the show for them to have a match. When Becky made her entrance. And I don't know why I thought this because they literally did this on making Smackdown four nights ago. And they'd be like, can't believe they're going to give this 30 minutes. That's amazing. Mm. No, more for me. She makes her entrance to wait for 15 minutes so they can then do the match.
1: But how are people going to know that Thea Mahan is still coming?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe he's coming directly from India at this point. Wa- walking. <laughs> my
1: With well, COVID restrictions and, <laughs> and travelling. I uh, My criticism was going to be that I think people are getting annoyed in the wrong way with becky using the rope to retain all the time i get that sometimes as a heel it's fun to have your bit that you do but i think it's got a bit
0: stale well i think it's it's building up to when someone kicks out of it right like if you were to you do, would hope so if you do this again with Liv morgan you would hope that Liv morgan then kicks out of that spot so mm. you the fan have been conditioned to think that's the end of the match I know it's like when people are kind of a bit sick of uh, I keep calling you Miz MJF and, <laughs> MJF and the Diamond Ring right? Mm-hmm. Oh I'm sick of the Diamond Ring finish it's all building to that moment when someone kicks out of the, the Diamond Ring shot mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what we're waiting for with this Becky finish so I I quite like it still but maybe that's because I've written something in my head that they're not actually building to yeah
1: yeah I would not discount
0: that. Always possible mm-hmm.
1: So, really interesting episode of Raw. We've had a grand total of three Ultra Chats.
0: Yeah, people seem to be... We didn't get hardly anything for the War Game show yesterday either. Yeah. And like that War Game show was potentially Johnny Gargano's final WWE match and Kylo, one of Kyle O'Reilly's final WWE matches as well. And people were like, yeah, Yeah, well,
1: you know, isn't that WWE's tagline sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your... Ultra Chats in there will read out every single one over $5. Jonathan Hedman says I legit got mad at Liv not winning last night. WWE doesn't have any recent goodwill to show that they will pay this off down the road. Unless you count the egg. Well, okay, I'll wait. They followed up on it remarkably well. Uh, apart from that, again, maybe the medicine. Uh, good raw. I wish it was Wednesday. Okay, yeah, Wednesday <laughs> for AEW. Um... And chronically, Mags, didn't watch Raw, but I'm up at 3am because my dog is having cataract surgery to see again today. Wish Gordon some luck. Jam that jam. Good luck. Luke doesn't like dogs, though. Well, neither do you. I'm just a cat guy. But good luck, Gordon. And Dylan Starr says, haven't watched Raw in forever, and I've missed most of the podcast because of work, but the bus is off this week, so here (laughs) I am. It's $5 for Ollie's great
0: customer service earlier. What did you do earlier? What did I do earlier? What, what customer service were you providing earlier? Customer service. Is, um, is Magazine Rich signing off emails with your <laughs> name? <laughs> what
1: well, we do as social media manager. I make everybody who works for us sign off as Ollie when they do something good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or, and if it's bad, Andy. It's, it's Andy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get on with the rest of the show... Geology. Oh yeah, let me pop this champion. Is it happening? Is the the most over gimmick in wrestling happening? Oh, oh, oh.
0: sponsor cam! Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Right, so let's get sponsor cam round here because it's time. It's to... a longer lead. It's a longer lead, which means I can also speak into the microphone. Tell us all about geology, Ollie, because you genuinely well, love this, right? I'm, I'm a faithful user. I used it As this morning. So, what geology is,
1: and what I love about it so much. Is if, if you've ever tried to get into skincare, and I did, I read all the articles. It was one of my lockdown aims because I was inside so much, I was getting bad skin. Um, I like it's very difficult to know what you need and when you need to take it. And even when you get the the tubs, it's like apply twice a day. And I'm like, apply what twice a day? Yeah. What geology does is you take a quiz. It tells you based on your age what you do for a job like loads of little facts. what you want to
0: get out of it
1: exactly what you need and what your skincare regime should look like
0: so for example like this is my box this is the box that i got from the quiz that i took and one of the things that i was quite keen on is i got i get quite puffy eyes mm. so i've got my that's my everyday face wash right there that is my morning face cream oh, that's, that's the same as that yeah you, you get two everyday washes because so one of them is for your gym bag And then I've got my repairing night cream and my absolute little favorite one. Look at this little beauty, the nourishing eye cream. Oh, it has made me feel so much better about myself. And genuinely, now, because I get quite dry skin, particularly in winter. Mm. And geology has given me the confidence now to not feel self-conscious about that. It has, as they put it, made handsome a habit. (laughs) So please do click the link in the video description down below. Look how good Ollie Davis's skin is using geology. Oh,
1: I, I, after the night, after the night shifts of Full Gear and Survivor Series, I didn't use it for about five days because I was just lazy. And yeah, like almost immediately I started getting dry skin on my eyebrows where I always do like, and yeah, I did it again. It went almost immediately. So, So love it.
0: Click the link in the video description down below, take the 30 second quiz, and get 50% off. Oh, delightful stuff.
1: (laughs) Right, so this show opened in your face. In it. it was seth rollins going uh, there's gonna be a match right now of kevin owens versus big e and i was like what in a steel cage right now might be the best concentration of talkers in wwe in a feud mm,
0: that's a good point actually yeah i think actually it, they are very good at hyping up this match mm. as well because i was i was making fun of this match yesterday on the war game show because i'd seen a war Games match. And then I was about to see a second WarGames match. And they aired a promo video to hype up Raw where they said, you will see a rarely seen cage match. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've already seen one. I'm about to see a second. And I've got a third on Monday. And then it cut to Kyle O'Reilly challenging Von Wagner to a cage match on NXT on Tuesday. And I was like, I'm going to have seen four in three days. That doesn't sound very rare. It's the new roll-up finish. <laughs> Hammer but, it into the ground. But having said that, it's it's kevin owens and big e and they went in there and pummels the crap out of each other in this cage match it was awesome
1: yeah really good match of course it is of course it was gonna be uh midway through big e was nearly going to escape through the the door but seth rollins slammed it on his head seth's outside from that point onwards but ultimately it was big e who hit a second rope big ending on owens To win, not a pinfall win, and not a escape out the cage at the top of the cage, but through the door. So it's like the least humiliating of the defeats, but still like that result. Why would you do that in the build to a triple threat if Owens wasn't leaving? I'm not saying this is conclusive proof that he's leaving, but it's another nail in that coffin.
0: I think it's only. I would agree with you if it was a pinfall finish, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it was Biggie leaving the cage, like I thought that was. W- in WWE's mind oh we've protected Kevin Owens in that finish because he didn't get pinned he'll and- definitely re-sign now yeah. <laughs> maybe hey we put him in a title match it worked <laughs> on Cesaro he's stuck here for another five years Um. so yeah I don't know if I buy into the uh, he's leaving just yet I- I'm now convinced that Johnny Gargano is re-signing I think that Gargano is on Tuesday going to announce I'm the heart and soul of NXT and I'm going to stay the heart and soul of NXT and I i don't know how I feel about Owens yet. For, uh, you know, a month, two months ago, 100% that he was out the door. Mm. Now I don't know. But yeah, th- I, I don't think this is as conclusive as, as you might think.
1: Okay. Uh, So weirdly, g- good match, by the way. Really good match. Uh, The cage is lifting and then Seth starts beating up Biggie and Owens gets involved. They're all beating up each other. We go to break. We come back. And they're all just laying scattered around the ring and in front of the commentary desk. And S- Jimmy Smith is just like,
0: hey, so this happened. Yeah, wow. We can't us. believe the carnage that's just happened here. And I was like, Biggie was standing tall like, two <laughs> minutes ago.
1: The steel cage match. Did they just get tired again? <laughs> and what happened in the commercial break was Bobby Lashley just came down And destroyed everybody. I was just like, what? Yeah. I was a bit annoyed, if I'm honest, because this triple threat has been one of the most coherent, tightly told stories for a long time on Raw. And I was like, this is mine. This is mine. I can have it. Mm -hmm. I like it. And I like the people in it. And now Bobby has just added himself. Presumably, it's going to become a fatal four-way for day one.
0: Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Because <laughs> Biggie beat him, and like later on, you got MVP and Bobby Lashley kind of promo being like, "Well, the reason why we did that is because I feel disrespected because I'm not part of the championship picture." I was like, "Yeah, because you lost like t- a couple of times over to Biggie, so hmm. you got to go to the back of the line and not just insert yourself randomly." Because I mean, you know, because one is—I guess he won his feud with the Mysterios. Uh, was that a feud?
1: always just bobby hungry for children
0: <laughs> it it feels like vince mcmahon woke up yesterday and was like why isn't bobby lashley in the WWE championship picture exactly yeah that's what's happened it is the almighty why why isn't he part of it we've got two midgets in there why why isn't bobby lashley in it
1: well we got for bubbles yeah uh, nothing i guess put him in the main event so i mean you know, I'm not against that happening, I would just have preferred that to have been the plan from the outset because now it's just a story with a clunky day Sex Machina involved. But they've got a month to build it. Day 1's still a while away.
0: Oh, well, yeah, three pretty, episodes
1: episode away. Yeah. But am I am I am I as into Lashley? Am I more into this now that Lash is involved? No. no. Uh after that we went to Zelina Vega beating Nikki, almost a superhero,
0: in barely two minutes. Which we saw literally the exact same match a couple of weeks ago with the exact same finish. Mm,
1: and it wasn't like Rhea or Carmella getting involved. Straight up, Nikki being a bad wrestling, bad her character being bad at wrestling.
0: Which is the story they're telling.
1: And they're wa- Rhea and Nikki are walking backstage afterwards and a fan comes up to her. And let's try and recreate this highlight. So, that, so you're Nikki. Yeah. You're looking at me. Mm-hmm. I'm the fan. Hey, <laughs> hey, can I get your autograph? And what does what do you say? Absolutely. I'm not, what the hell? Good. Why are you? I'm not looking at you. Why are you talking <laughs> to me? I'm, I'm literally Jerry literally, Lawler's right there. I'm literally talking past you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nikki got confused. She thought someone was answering, asking for her autograph. This random woman who was suddenly backstage. Didn't
0: make any sense, but who cares? Jerry Lawler's here. Memphis. Yeah, he's re-signed with the company. Get that Memphis pop. The crowd did pop for it. And they are telling this story that Rhea Ripley has saddled, saddled herself with a loser. It's, it's weird. She was Raw Women's Champion not that long ago. Mm. And it feels like she never was. She won money in the bank, but now feels like there's... You know when they started the <coughs> character... And we're like, oh, this character actually kind of makes sense. You know, she's going to prove to herself that she is good. Right? I
1: don't think I ever said
0: that. You you didn't, but I I was, you know, on. I was certainly on the fence with it being like, oh, I'll see how this, this plays out. I'll let it play out. Mm-hmm. They were telling the story of, hey, I have confidence in myself, but I need to prove to myself. I need to prove to people that I am almost a superhero. And then they bollocks that by having her win money in the bank and cash in and win the title. And you and I said at the time, That doesn't work for the character. And a lot of people got very angry with us and be like, no, that it totally makes sense for the character. But now they're telling the story they were supposed to tell at the start of this, where she needs to prove to herself that she is almost a superhero. But we've already had the payoff to it where she's won the title. Mm. So now it just looks like she's crap. Yeah. As opposed to, she's trying to prove herself.
1: Not just that, but the events of the summer are a waste of time.
0: Yeah, well, exactly that. Mm. Yes. So she's crap, and she's bringing down another former Raw Women's Champion with her.
1: Yeah. I uh, obviously we love Nikki as a performer. We're, I don't want anyone to think we're against her. This is we, we've always doubted WWE's capability to treat this character well. And I was thinking about how could you have made this character work? Because if I'm honest, I was never into the character, whether it was Nikki's idea or not. I don't think it is a good idea. then I thought, yeah, what if they did this character from the start and she's losing, but she's always preppy about it. And maybe at the end, she realises that the real superhero is, because right now she's an alter ego. Mm. What if she was the superhero and she has to become her? Like Clark Kent realising, no.
0: I'm, I'm the person. Yeah, I thought that
1: would have been quite sweet. Mm, that is quite nice, isn't
0: it? And uh, it's yeah, not I what d- they're doing, though. No, no, absolutely no, they're not. They. Do you think who's turning heel? Oh, Ripley. You think you think Ripley's going to turn heel on Nikki? Yeah, because I like the idea of <gasps> a supervillain. Well, Bliss is going to come back at some point, and like. When Nikki first came around, there's always there's a, there's a story right there to be told. Nikki is literally a superhero mm-hmm. now, and Alexa Bliss is a bad Harley Quinn knockoff. So like, there's a storyline waiting for you there, but what if Alexa Bliss comes and poisons the mind of Nikki and turns her into a su- almost a supervillain, Nikki uh, ASV?
1: I like that. The, the idea that, but the story's right there. I don't think it's going to help you out any no, it's with not WWE right doing now. it. <laughs> and come on, man, I can't believe you're going to slam Alexa Bliss like that. What Wrestle With The Plot got t- taken down. You're going to... you're gonna. Th- those poor followers of Wrestle With The Plot and you're going to slam on Alexa Bliss. Uh, who, okay, A, who's Wrestle With The Plot? <laughs> B, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Bliss stands out there.
0: Uh, I'm aware of them. Yeah, they we, love Alexa Bliss. We have, a, we, we have bliss. a few uh, that message into us.
1: Um, wrestle With The Plot was a subreddit that sort of focused on lady wrestlers. And they love Alexa Bliss. Mm. So it's just like... But that, that it got te- it got removed from Reddit today. It did it or yesterday, yeah. For dodge for bad reasons. Uh, for copyright infringement,
0: I think. Yeah,
1: you're p- posting OnlyFans content. on Oh that. well, yeah, don't do Don't be doing that. No.
0: That's that's literally you putting things behind a paywall. Exactly. Don't post our Patreon RSS feed into websites. Please don't. Someone actually did do that when we first started our Patreon. Someone launched a podcast that was just RSS, our, RS- <laughs> our <laughs> Patreon RSS feed that they had bought like one month, and then just plugged it mm. in and were just like. They were downloading the episodes, then uploading them to a podcast server so everyone else could download them.
1: It's a weird psychology, isn't it? If uh, you know, I'd expect that from regular Joes, but from a Patreon? Or are they just signing up to do it? I don't know. That's what
0: I was thinking, yeah. Uh,
1: but when that did happen, I remember looking at you going, no, Luke, we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're going to go- shut, this- shut this geek down. Uh, what came next was, I-, I thought, really quite inspired. I was surprised how much I love this. The announcement of the RK-Bronamant.
0: Yes, so we got uh, two tag team matches with the winners of those tag team matches facing off next week to crown new number one contenders, presumably for day one. That's pretty good. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm into this. And you had Riddle backstage in this blazer with like a WWE logo on it being like, hey, Randy, we're going to be not just the architects of this RK-Bronamant, we're also going to be the journalists that interview the wrestlers and special correspondents for it. Like newscasts, sportscasters. Yeah. What this meant was that Riddle was on commentary with Randy Orton, who said nothing. <laughs> and then Riddle would interview people after the match. Well, he, he did it with AJ Styles. And then AJ walked off in a huff. And Riddle turned to Randy and said, Hey, Randy, have you got anything to add? And Randy picked up the mic and went, no. But no, he didn't just do that. Riddle went... Come
1: on, everybody. Randy's going to Randy, speak. Randy. Randy. And the, the crowd were like, oh. And Randy just went, "Nope, nope. It is the best kind of house show fun yeah. on, a, on a TV episode. I think people are going to look back at this RK bro act with the same reverence we look back at A Legend Christian.
0: Oh, you reckon? Though? Oh yeah, I really think like you think different, they do not The difference is nine million people were watching that. Yes, good point. So <laughs> relatively scaled down.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you think where RK Bro were at the start of the summer, they, they've only just got together like four or five months really. And the amount of different things they've done. The RK Bronimant, these jackets dressing up as each other. I thought this was excellent. Was and really- Randy put on the blazer, which felt like a huge moment. You asked last week, where is this going?
0: I didn't know. I didn't say, where is it going? I said, it's <coughs> it's chapter one every single week. This feels like a, a, new, An- another, a new book. Another chapter one. Yes, it does. But I, it's it's always good fun. And I thought, I really enjoyed Riddle in this because he was mm. really funny. He kept doing this whole, like, I'm a journalist. And like, he's like, oh, my journalist sensibilities are telling me I should interview you instead. <laughs> But the moment that really popped me and made me laugh is when Otis went to slam him later on and he shouted, I'm a journalist! (laughs) He's
1: got this earpiece in as well and he says to Randy, the voices in my head are telling me to do this. Really good stuff. Really good. Uh, The match is not so much because it's AJ Styles and Amos. They're taking on the Street Profits here. Uh, Amos beats everyone up, gets annoyed at the Street Profits. AJ's about to win. Amos tags himself in and gets counted out
0: like the big idiot that he is like i know we get annoyed that they keep pinning aj styles but i don't think this is much better to be honest and they are doing the more teasers of the breakup of aj and Amos, mm-hmm. which i am in and i think i said this last week two minds about because one brilliant let's have AJ as a singles wrestler again. I've missed seeing him be a singles wrestler. I'm also, I've missed seeing AJ Styles be taken seriously. Yes. Because he is the bumbling idiot of this group. He is the yappy dog to the much better Amos. That's the story they've been telling with all of this. The other side of that coin though is like, uh uh-oh, that means we get Amos singles. (laughs) Which Vince McMahon has been wanking over since the debut middle of last year. And he wanted to split them up in the draft. And they, he was talked down from that ledge. But every morning he wakes up and be like, God damn, why isn't he a singles guy? Why isn't he a WWE champion for Bobby Lashley? And I am—I um, have no interest in an Amos singles push.
1: There is a timeline, I must warn you, where Bobby wins at day one and Amos wins the Rumble. And it's Lashley versus Amos a WrestleMania built around Bobby finally giving a Moss his first ever bump.
0: <sighs> I mean, he is the Almighty, isn't he? <sighs> like it sort of works there, doesn't it? And like it's that's a that's a Vince McMahonism, right? And it, I think he kind of likes that. I know there are a few people who were like, "You could do a Moss versus AJ." I don't trust W to tell this story for another five months. It's squash AJ. Well, yes, they book him to squash him. Yeah, maybe that's the match they'll do at day one.
1: Uh, we got a backstage interview with Becky. I think Riddle should have done all of the interviews <laughs> yeah. on this episode. <laughs> Damien Priest took on Bobby Roode, which was a really good match for the time they were given. There was this spot where, like, Priest did a sp- you know springboard high knee off the ropes, and Roode sort of called him Spinebuster. Beautiful. Yeah. I just thought, God damn, Bobby Roode, you are... You are a good, good wrestler.
0: If only Triple H was in charge, you'd have been pushed to the bloody moon, sir. Uh, And then Priest
1: won, as he should have. He's the US champion. That's not where Bobby is. But Ziggler beat up Damian afterwards. You know what? A Ziggler-Priest feud I'm into. I mean, you're not getting that. What you're getting is a Ziggler-Priest match on Raw next week. Oh, no, and then a handicap match the week after. Handicap match at the pay-per-view
0: could be yeah yeah absolutely it's about time they did that do drop his, then. his own sorry his only loss that he's had on the main roster was in a handicap match you could almost make that a storyline
1: put some Netflix promotional stuff around it and we're <laughs> golden do drop then took on Bianca Belair in one of Luke's top 10 matches of the year. Did you go back and edit your I award picks? I haven't
0: submitted mine yet. So uh, <laughs> still <time. laughs> there's still time for me to add it in. Um, no, I, I genuinely did like this. Good. I realised today or this morning when I was watching this that there's two things I'm invested in on Raw. The main event scene of Owens, Big E and Rollins. And? This. No, Lashley. Oh, Sorry oh man now, I'm, now you're right hmm. now I'm less into that which means the only thing I'm invested in now is Drop versus Bianca Belair oh wow and the reason why I think I'm interested in this and why I'm invested in this story is a Drop was right that Bianca Belair was just being handed all these opportunities and mm-hmm. she wasn't oddly just turned heel out of nowhere which doesn't quite work
1: well Nia Jax got released uh, well no she turned heel before that I think it was the same time. Was it the same time? That's what Dave Meltzer theorizes. Oh, really? That this was, this was Nia Jax's spot.
0: Oh, and they've just... I mean, actually, that sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Makes total sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> but anyway, so, like, I think Drop had a point. Mm-hmm. And it's also kind of a, you know, a brilliant match on paper because Bianca Belair's whole deal is, look how strong I am. And, you know, they built this up for two weeks with her giving the KOD to Tamina and be like oh but what will happen when she gets into the ring with doudrop so there was all of this intrigue going into this the problem was that you had to do it on raw which means you have to do a non-finish and it was a bad 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 finish but remove the bad 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 finish DoDrop just walked
1: out got a count out
0: yes DoDrop, and the reason why it was dumb is because bel-air realized she couldn't do the kod so she went to do the KOD, but couldn't lift her up. She was not strong enough to do it. And drop powered herself out of it and then walked away as if being like, well, I've won the match, I suppose. <laughs> Kiss my ass, I'm off. And then she got counted out. And I was like, hmm.
1: That'll s- show him.
0: That'll show him. Two count outs on the same things like Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke all over again. They won in some way. Street Profits get themselves DQ'd against the <laughs> Moss. We won in some way. So the, the finish was bad. But I thought the match was really, really good. I thought Bel-Air looked wicked. I thought Dewdrop looked awesome. The Vader bomb spot was rad. I really, really like this. And it made me want to see them do it again. Mm. On a pay-per-view where you actually get the finish of Bel-Air hitting the KOD on Dewdrop. I don't think you need to do this match here to build to that. But I'm really looking forward to them having a rematch of this.
1: I thought in no way was it the best thing on the show. But... I do agree with all your other points. Like It was well worked. Well worked to the extent where, when that KOD was teased, the crowd got to their feet. Yeah, it works, man. Really worked. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first real-time do-drop has really got to show how good she is yeah, on Raw.
0: Previously that she was just doing stuff for uh, Eva Marie yeah. and doing like, you know, 10 second squash matches or, or what have you. So yeah, you're right. This is like, this feels like the first proper do-drop mm-hmm. match we've actually had in WWE, on the on the main roster that is.
1: Shall we talk about all of the Vince McMahon bits <laughs> now? Because like the next bit, Vince is back and he's got Austin Theory with him so what I noticed that was different about this one is Vince McMahon just is his delivery is so slow to the point where it's not a dramatic pause it's an awkward pause yeah yeah but he also like does weirdly pronounced eye rolls and finger things and you've watched the Marx Brothers right Mm -hmm. he looks like Groucho Marx you know like Groucho Marx will always do this
0: yeah Mm-hmm.
1: That is honestly what Vince is doing. And now I can't unsee. I think I, surely he's because he probably thinks that's like the hot thing at the cinema right now. Has <laughs> yeah. everyone seen duck soup? <laughs> yeah. 1933's duck soup. <laughs> but anyway, that's Vince, and he's invited Austin Theory back. We got two segments. Uh, later on, Vince Vince tells him he's gonna have a match because he was impressed by him last week. Go away, come back later on. Austin is excited and Vince goes, so there's now not going to be a match. But you know why he took the match away? Because Theory wasn't expecting or was expecting a match.
0: It's because it's Austin wasn't expecting that he was going to have a match and he was surprised that Vince had booked him in a match. So when Vince said to him, are you surprised that I've I booked you in a match against Finn Balor? And Austin Theory goes like, "Yeah, I am." And Vince was like, "Oh, and he looks displeased because the lesson from last week was something about <laughs> <laughs> expecting the unexpected, surprises, and all that baloney." Right? So it is a continuation. It's not. A, it's not a good continuation, but it is a continuation from what they were doing last week. I love this, but I love
1: this because it's crap.
0: It's terrible.
1: Um, the uh, as a viewer. I should not have to do this much mental heavy lifting <laughs> to, to figure out what people are doing. I have no idea what's going on in this. And not just because I can't understand Vince McMahon's speech. No. It's because it doesn't make any
0: sense. Sure, Ross tweeted. He sounds like he's underwater. <laughs> and he had this moment when, you know, he, he took him out of the match against Balor. And it, I genuinely wrote in my notes, who the hell else is going to face Balor? Um, It was T-Bar. And and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he was here. And he says to Theory, why don't you do something that'll surprise me? No, not surprise me. Impress Impress me. And so Austin Theory starts doing more jumping jacks, starts doing more like star jumps. He sexually unzips his top first. To show some abs and then starts doing some star jumps and says, I can do this all day, baby. And Vince's like, do not impress me. I like, I think it probably does, in all honesty. Mm. And then Austin Theory goes and he attacks Banner after the match. I'm gonna ask you th- I think we're gonna ask you this every week. Where do you think this is going?
1: I think I, I, they're I, gonna enter some kind of relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Because I don't think they know. No. 100, percent they don't know. They didn't even think this was gonna be a thing. No, nope. it was an egg. It was an egg. This was just a one-night deal with The Rock. This was meant to just be a 24-7 gag, and then The Rock was like, no, that's crap. Do better. And it was like, okay, Austin Theory. And And things have gotten out of hand. (laughs) Yeah. And things have now progressed the point. I wonder if they're going to do the, not the illegitimate son storyline, but Vince McMahon's looking for an heir. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's training Austin to be his heir.
1: To take on a moss.
0: Um, no, no, I
1: don't know. It was just a. Uh, there was so much homoeroticism here, and I'm I'm a big fan of homoeroticism. Oh, That's yeah. why I like wrestling. That's why you read DC comics. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> I'll have you know that this week's Batman is really good. James Tinney in the fourth. Um, the. So when you know the line, oh, you're going to have to find another way to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> And Austin takes this as, oh, I'll get my muscles and body out. You don't think that's going to impress Vince McMahon? But when... I don't know if I've still got the, the photo shot of this. I think I do. It's in my bin. Let me find it. I can't. Unfortunately, I can't show this to everybody.
0: If you'd have given me beforehand, I could have put it up on the screen. I should
1: have. That is Vince McMahon watching Austin Theory leave the room.
0: <laughs> he is... <laughs> He is looking at his butt. And actually, we were saying... How could you not? We were saying on the Survivor Series yeah. stream that Austin Theory has got a lot of ass. <laughs> uh, I think as Adam put it, he's got a lot of cake back there. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that Vince McMahon is watching that. It's the, um, I don't want to see you go, but I like watching you live. Exa- it's me. exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've impressed me now. <laughs> but
1: I'm, that's a great ass. I, <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. Yeah. Whatever we've spent too much time on this. Uh, Where were we? We had the Miz. Oh,
0: someone said you can I can put on sponsor cam to show it. Okay, just taking it out of the. uh... Well, I think since my man was taking it out as well. (laughs) One second, Switched over to sponsor cam.
1: No card. Hold
0: on, hold on. It goes away in a second. There it is. That's the image right there.
1: But I hate to watch. I love to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> look where look at the eyeline. That is that is all ass he is looking at right there. Uh
1: we've spent too long on bits, so let's let's rattle through what else happened on the show. Ms. TV hosted Edge. No Maurice, unfortunately, because she doesn't come to rubbish states like Memphis, Ms. Said, or Tennessee, if it's a state. I hope she is a part of this.
0: Oh, well, presumably she is, because I, I feel like the point of this is to do a tag match of Ms. Mm-hmm. and Maurice mm-hmm. versus uh, Brian and Bree. Sorry, um, uh, <laughs> Cena and Nikki. Sorry, I mean <laughs> e- Edge and Beth. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but they,
1: they hosted each other. M- Miz said, do you really like me? Did you really mean all those nice things? Where were those nice things back in 2006 when... I was being hazed in the locker room. And Edge was like, well, actually, I did try and help you out, but you threw it back in my face because you're a spiteful little brat. And then they challenged each other to a match at day one. Let's do this right now. No, because Memphis smells. Good promo, good work. I just have no interest in this match.
0: I'm not into this whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And... I I know people like The Miz, but I feel like people like The Miz because he's been there for 17 years. It's not because he's... It's because of longevity as opposed to... Yeah. I, I said on um, the Team Danuk show, he is the most consistent two and a half star wrestler that WWE has ever had. And he has done nothing worse than that. He's also done nothing better than <coughs> that. And that's a great thing to have on a card. The problem is, is when he's just like, oh, now I do the serious promo. I'm like, very hard to take you as a serious promo. Like, I can't buy into him as a serious promo even when he's talking about real life stuff, it still sounds like it's scripted reality nonsense. I mean, it it just does not work for me. The only thing of note from this entire segment is that Edge was wearing a Faith No More Angel Dust (laughs) t-shirt. It's the best thing that was on this show. I'm wearing a Faith No More t-shirt today. In solidarity with edge who's now my favorite wrestler because he's wearing an angel dust t-shirt and angel Dust t-shirt by the way i used to own and Mm. i lent it to my cousin who then lost it and i've never found a good like replacement for it i've always found like bad replica versions of it Mm. that's got the swan on there but the version that i had was like the original and i had a picture of the band on the back that was a sort of like faded picture and it was so cool and i haven't had that for about 15 years or so now and i missed that t-shirt and edge was wearing it and i was like i couldn't i didn't listen to a single word either of them said to be honest i was like god that's a great t-shirt
1: and you're
0: confused that people blindly like the miz <laughs> Got you. well Got i you. mean no in in the difference there is that faith no more have never written a bad album in fact they've no, they've just written consistently banger after banger after banger after banger their
1: best of is a good album
0: uh, Mysterio. Uh, which, which of their best ofs? Uh, this is it. <laughs> well, of course they have. There's so many options of like great <laughs> Faith No More songs. You've got to have multiple uh, best of albums.
1: The Mysterios took on Alpha Academy in another match of the Arcade Uh Don't think Otis got tagged in at all. Actually, it was all Chad Gable and Dominic.
0: Yeah, they did make reference down commentary that Otis never tagged in because you can't pin the big guy. You pin the small dork that's in the match, and he got pinned by the small dork of the Mysterio team as well. So
1: we'll have the Mysterios taking on the Street Profits in the finals next week. But afterwards, Riddle got in, tried to interview Otis. Otis scoop slammed him. Grrr.
0: As a correction as well, because someone just pointed that out to me in the comments, Miz has done something that was above two and a half stars. The WrestleMania match with Shane McMahon.
1: Oh was, my word. That's the, leg- that's how you use Miz. That's
0: legit one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Oh, just the beautiful vision of Miz dad awkwardly <sighs> standing in the ring. What absolute nonsense it was. Shame falling on that golf cart. (laughs) Do you remember? It just slipped. (laughs) One of the greatest train wrecks. Loved
1: Uh, it. uh, Then we had some Vince and Austin stuff. Not that Austin. Feels weird to say. Didn't mean to say it like that. Uh, But then Finn Balor took on T-Bar. They had, for what they did, they only had three, four minutes. Really good. Like, this could have been a great match. But Finn won with the coup de grace and then Austin Theory attacked him afterwards, took the selfie. So I think definitely that's going to be where this goes next. Theory versus Balor.
0: Yeah, probably on Raw next week.
1: Uh, Dana Brooke is sort of walking through the usual 24-7 title jabronis. Akira Tozawa, R-Truth, they're like, we can't touch you. And then Reggie, I felt like he
0: was hitting on her. I think he is as well. I think Reggie's playing a long game here. Because Reggie is like acting as the protector of Dana mm. because Tamina tries to like chase her down and Reggie like gets in her way, uh and so he's like stops her from winning the title, right? I wonder if he's trying to be like they should start a relationship, yeah, so he can pin her while she's sleeping. That's how he wins the title back yeah. Because uh, at the moment, it feels like Reggie doesn't want the title back. Because mm-hmm. Reggie has multiple options to get the title off of Dana Brooke. Unless, of course, he's like the rest of the women's locker room and she's got too much respect for Dana Brooke. She's worked too hard to win this belt no one cares about. Not Tamina. <laughs> well, no, about Tamina. Tamina's the only
1: person chasing her. Nadie's just uh, standing next so just clapping every time she walks past. <laughs> women's wrestling. <It's, laughs> we've done so much to elevate it. Well done, guys. Uh, and then Bobby and MVP spoke to Kevin Patrick backstage about the disrespect thing, and we got the main event. So overall, I know we dunked on a lot of that show, but honestly, very good by Raw standards. Yeah, just like the opening cage match, the the final Liv Morgan Becky Lynch main event, and the Bronement. Yeah, and three really enjoyable things there, and they they took up a lot of time.
0: I actually think Raw has been mostly great since the draft great great's a strong word. Yeah. Good. Better than what it was at the start of the Average. 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 It has been very average since the since the draft. Mm-hmm. But because this year of RAW has been so bad, it feels like a huge step up. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm I've been very I don't mind watching RAW. Like it is a perfectly fine three-hour show. I actually enjoy RAW over SmackDown currently, because SmackDown wow. is a terrible television product. Um, So yeah, I I thought it was a a pretty solid episode. We put it to our uh, community tab. 48% gave it a three out of five. Okay. Bang average there. 20% uh, poor, 19% rawful. And we said that 20% that always votes Mm -hmm. one out of five is just troll votes. So that's just not fair whatsoever. So I think we are in that three out of five, two out of five category.
1: Wow, definitely skewers low. I, You know, I went four out of five there. But
0: I think there is people just troll voting. Like, voting but, for it is one out of five. In the same way that I think there are people who vote one out of five on Dynamite reviews without watching it. It's I nowhere there, near that intense, though. I think there are people who are... I think there are people who just, because it's been so bad all year long now, are just voting for it without watching it, that it's bad. Because they, they want the perception to be that it is a bad show.
1: But I think also, when something's been so bad for so long... It takes your even if they're putting out good shows. It takes a while for you to enjoy the show yes, but yes, but. because you're like, well, why should I care about any of this? It's not going to be followed up on. So it's almost like Raw needs to get the trust back of the viewers to probably see that go up. Because I think that's an unfair score. Oh, I think so as well. <laughs> Before we get on with our remaining ultra chats, Patreon Oh yes,
0: Patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Next week, Ollie and I will be reviewing NXT TakeOver London from twenty fifteen, a show that you and I were both at.
1: And the very next day, I went to see Star Wars The Force Awakens at six thirty in the morning.
0: I had already seen it. You'd already seen because it. Because I went to a press screening of it, so I saw it like a, a handful of days before everyone else, and I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone about it. it, was just, it was and it was your time. birthday. It was my birthday.
1: Just to uh, wet people's appetite, the matches are, get this. Oh, there's a lot of dark matches. No, well, there's
0: all the stuff taped for NXT the following right, week. Right. Because it has that botched um, <laughs> four-way women's match yep. where Emma hits that the Vegemite sandwich in the corner and like legit knocked Charlotte Flair out and mm. then pinned her when she was And I, oh did she pinned, I can't remember if she did sure?
1: because Asuka defeated Emma on this show on the main card was the four way the was a tag match
0: what's the match, it was oh man it was a different oh it was one before Brooklyn I'm thinking of because Charlotte Flair was supposed to win mm. and she gives it to like Becky or something and pins her, but no it was Charlotte was meant to win because she was dead annoyed about it but yeah, that was, I think that was before Brooklyn rather than the London one.
1: But listen to this card Asuka versus Emma. Dash and Dawson, FTR, versus Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin, with Carmella. Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews. When Baron Corbin was a totally different act. Bailey versus Nia
0: Jax. I was selling Tempest about this. I remember being so into that match.
1: And Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe in the main event.
0: I had a great time with that show and I can tell uh, the story about how I lied to get better seats perfect
1: Uh, so yeah go over to patreon wrestletalk.com forward slash patreon sign up there because not only will you get that next week you'll also get a shout out on this very podcast so thank you the cleaner Kenny Shaw he's no jackass Dano fantastic Mr. Good Old Fox
0: the rollercoaster Acosta Robert Acosta
1: WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer Rodrigo Benitez The Vision Adonis will always mark out for Ollie Landrum,
0: Ryan B Bad The Rude Ruler Ruben Shield Maiden The Zornice. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patrol. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 7th of December 2021, Ronald Coleman, baby. Thank you, everybody, ever so much.
1: Thank you to our ultra chatters like Monty Granito. They had a naturally over stone cold in old Becky Lynch. The crowd lost it every time her music played and they chose to turn her into Charlotte Flair. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad.
0: I don't think it's that bad as well. I can tell you that the uh, in the end of year awards thus far, um, we haven't got all of the submissions in here. We've had about 20 or so bits of submission in. I'm expecting like another 10, 15 more yet. Uh, maybe even up as 20, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Bella is quite high in the worst match of the year from SummerSlam.
1: Right, yeah. But more of an angle, I guess. Well, Campbell, hi guys. They did well to protect the triple threat participants in the steel cage match. Besides the Bobby thing, they literally laid everybody out. Uh, also, Liv had an excellent shine against Becky, so maybe she'll win the Rumble or a rematch at day one. Also, PS, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Will. Jam Happy at jam. birthday, indeed. Matt Hennessey. I agree with Luke on KO. He has been pushed heavily. And if he was on the way out at the end of next month, why put him in the WWE title picture and protect him in defeat? To make him re Similar to how they played too hard on Gargano leaving, I think Owens resigns and and does a Johnny.
0: I well the difference in the Owens Gargano thing is that War Games was really heavily built up to be like this could be Gargano's last match. Hmm. This is more just Owens is in the main event picture. There's no talk of him leaving on commentary or in the angles or anything like that. Aside from you know them dropping like Mount Rushmore references and things like that, like that. But that is all like inside of baseball stuff. So I do think it's two different things. I think this is just WWE putting Owens into the main event to m- make him think that this is what is uh, going to happen to him if he sticks around and he'll re-sign. Mm. This is what they did with Gallows and Anderson when they were trying to get them to re-sign. It's what they did with Cesaro when they were trying to get him to re-sign. It's like, hey, we'll put you in a title match with Roman Reigns. You re-sign, back to the mid-card with you.
1: Well, Matt Hannesie continues. We know the contracts of Gargano... Uh... Kyle Riley. Carl O'Reilly.
0: I've Kaylee Ray in my head. <laughs> 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 It's fair enough. Matt has written down KLR, so I think that is fair. Yeah.
1: Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are coming up between December and April. At the moment, the only one I see 100% leaving is Kyle. Johnny, I'm 80% is Stain. Zayn, 60% is Stain. Two months ago, I would say KO was 100% gone. I'm 50 50 on Owens now.
0: I'm still 50 50 on Owens as well, but I, I'm. Leaning heavily towards the Garganistan, but I think Kyle's definitely going.
1: One and on a mouse, two, four, three. Hi, guys. Time for another edition of WWE making me angry enough to tear my earbuds out of my ears and power walk away from my desk at work. This was after I spent all of Raw telling my friend, I know Liv's not winning, I won't get fooled (laughs) again. God damn it,
0: WWE. It is amazing. Like, everyone went into this show thinking, ah, Liv's not winning this title. But the show did such a good job of being like, maybe she could, though.
1: I think that's good pro wrestling. So do
0: I. Yeah, but yeah. people have
1: confused that with being bad booking. Yeah. No that they misdirected you. That's I think intentionally.
0: Yeah, certainly. I think it's a very good idea.
1: <laughs> CJ Thornton. Loved Becky versus Liv and the cage match, despite that somewhat naff finish. Love helping support the lads before heading out to the old work. Jam at jam. Also still waiting on the debut of Vera Lina, I guess. Ah, Vera. Vera, Lee, like emelina Yeah, we didn't actually mention. Uh, Vera is still coming to Raw. I did mention. Did you? Yeah. Was I not paying attention? He's still coming. Bailey Donovan. While this Austin theories with this Austin Theory storyline and the idea of him being like Vince's son, this could all lead to a Mania match with Shane McMahon.
0: Do you know what? That is such a great point, Bailey Donovan, because Shane will need to have a match at Mania. Mm. That's one of like the Mania <clears throat> things, right? Is that Shane gets a match. That makes so much sense. I love it. You do all of this with Vince and Austin Theory, and then you have them in the ring together with Vince like, I'm about to hand over the power of the company. Here comes the money. Shane McMahon makes his return and is now a baby face. So Austin
1: Theory in this situation is like Vince is his sugar daddy. <laughs> and he's like, the hot new piece of ass is trying to get the company. Exactly. But then Vince should be the special guest referee.
0: <gasps> oh, do you want to see 80 year old Vince with McMahon the sleeves with the off. sleeveless on, with his big, like, his massively arms there, being like, count down for the three, having to try and get on the floor for the three counts? <laughs>
1: One anonymous, two, four, three. Not even angry, just at WWE either. More angry at myself because they effing got me. They got me again. They're somehow so effing good at giving me that little tiny seed of hope. It's Finn Balor all over again against either Lesnar or Reigns. Take your pick. I never believed Balor was going to beat either of those. Never.
0: I, the people kind of got it because it was the demon and mm. the demon doesn't lose. And I was like, well, it's up against Roman Reigns now. Uh... <laughs> That is also doing quite well in the poll of worst match of the year. Um, Eak Nichols, last year, WWE nearly killed my interest in wrestling. If it wasn't for you guys and AEW, they would have ended a 22-year fandom. It will take a literal miracle to get me to give them a single solitary penny again. All the pennies to you Peng big boys. In other news, last weekend, I went to my first local show since lockdown in Bury St. Edmunds with eight friends. A great reminder of why I love wrestling. FWE. If Jerry Lawler joined Impact, would they call don't it. Don't read that out. <laughs> Long live wrestle talk. Yeah, you were right. We, re-
1: we read your joke. We read your joke. Well done good joke
0: and lastly Rhodes Travelled said shout out Ollie. I'm starting a YouTube channel your reaction to CM Punk's return on video is what it meant to, uh, and what it meant to you resonated with me I've watched Wrestle Talk since almost the beginning seeing your journey as an inspiration thank you for your hard work thank you for the kind
1: words Rhodes I don't know what a man having an allergic reaction to the beer to the beer is is so inspiring but you know take it wherever you find it yeah
0: also, just like to add, the people keep yelling at me that The Miz had one good match in 2016. It was five years ago. What match was that? Dolph Ziggler. Can't even remember it. Well, ain't that the story <laughs> of everything?
1: Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here today and for all your ultra chats there.
0: And thank you to Geology for sponsoring this episode. Making handsome a habit. Click the link in the video description down below. Get yourself 50% off just take the 30 second quiz and get a tailor-made regiment, skincare regiment for you and you alone it's a wonderful wonderful service please do click that link i told the story to denise on the uh, Team DeNicke show on Friday. But I'm going to tell it to you now because this will be the first time you've heard this.
1: Well, I listen to other podcasts that I'm not on. Yep. Just not these
0: ones. No, I I listened to that one. It was a good story. (laughs) But you know, you messaged me saying, oh, how did the Tom Holland Zendaya interview go? Yes. And I said, not great. (sighs) Yeah. So they weren't into the game that we were playing. Mm-hmm. Do people know this? Do you need to do a bit more setup? Um, yeah, if you didn't listen to the Team Danuk show. So um, I was playing a game with Tom Holland and Zendaya of Spider-Man No Way Home. And I was showing them obscure Spider-Man villains, right? So there's two parts to this. One, they weren't really into the game, but I think I know why they weren't really into the game. So, but to start off with, all week long, when we found out about this, we've been saying in the office, Zendaya... Oh. Interview. I'm. I'm interviewing Tom Holland and Zendaya, and then you know, editor Terry gets very excited because she's a massive fan of Tom Holland and Zendaya. So mm-hmm. She's talking about Zendaya. You're saying Zendaya. Adam is saying Zendaya. I'm going home to my wife. She's saying Zendaya. I then go into the press bit on Zoom, and they say you're here to interview Zendaya, mm. and I was like, oh no, I've been saying her name wrong all week. This is. We had this with Orkfina We Aquafina. 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 You did. Yes i've had it quite a few times in fact actually um and then so i'm I'm thinking about that while i'm just sort of in the um the green room area on zoom like it's a virtual thing and then they say to you okay we'll give you a five minute warning because they say you can turn your camera off and your microphone but stay by your pc because we'll let you know in five minutes when you're going in so they gave me a five minute warning and they said we'll let you know when you have a two minute warning and then we'll tell you when you're going in they didn't give me the other two warnings so the next thing i know I'm in the room. I'm in the next... I've just come up saying, like, you're being switched to another breakout room, and then I can see Tom Holland and Zendaya. Oh, my God. My webcam's not on. My microphone's not on. You're in your pants. (laughs) So I click start camera Uh, on Zoom, but it's a bit slow to react, so it's not turning on. uh, So I panic, and I click it again. So it turned on and then turned off again. Oh, no! So then I turn it on, turn the mic on, and because of that, and then when they, you start recording on Zoom, it's like, this meeting is being recorded. That's being played in my headphone while they're giving me instructions on what I'm supposed to do to start it. So I miss that bit. Mm. So I'm trying to say hello to Tom Holland and Zendaya. And I'm wearing a Spider-Man. I'm wearing my Cinemania get-up. So I'm in my full suit and my bow tie and everything. So Tom was like massively impressed by this. Your right? Spider-Man thing, suit. My Spider-Man bow tie and stuff. He was really impressed by all of this. So i'm chatting to them and i've missed what they said and i was like i'm so sorry can you just tell me what i'm meant to do at the start of this and it's like just say your name and what your um outlet is so we can do for the um you know when we're sorting out the rushes and that i was like okay cool so i was like and then back in the back of my head i'm like zendaya 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 don't say it wrong don't say it wrong so i then said hi i'm luke Owen from cineworld cinemas and i'm here today with the stars of spider-man no way home tom dolland <laughs> Beautiful, Tom Darland. Tom Darland. I <laughs> was so focused on Zendaya that I said Tom Darland.
1: Tom, because it sounds like Tom Dongland. <laughs> uh, great,
0: uh, that's fantastic work. And how did he take that? He well, because I, everyone's like oh, obviously a mistake. Obviously a mistake. And but I also corrected myself, and I was like, that's not your name. It's <laughs> Tom Holland and Zendaya. And I was like, oh, so that really threw me off. Then we get to the first question and I've got the images right. And the first one's the Tinkerer. Mm. And in my notes, I've got it written down in three. I was like, I'm gonna give you three options. I was like, is this Tinker Taylor, the Tinkerer or Tiny Tink? So This is to Zendaya. Yeah. And I was like, I'm giving them an easy one first because the Tinkerer was in Spider-Man Homecoming which they both starred
1: in yeah but mm,
0: how how big of fans are actors of their movies here's what we found here's what i found out is they tom was basically like helping her and Uh although they were competing against each other he was like giving her some answers and stuff and they were sort of discussing it between them and so they knew the answer because i heard tom's i I couldn't quite make it out because they were whispering and stuff but then zendaya said uh, the first one and I was like, oh, because she'd forgotten the order. Yes, she'd forgotten the order. And I was oh. like, oh no, that's that's an incorrect answer. It's the tinkerer. And then just like, oh, that's what I that's what I meant. Oh um, no. And so I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give you that point.
1: You, and, need, you need the audio visual support of how we do QuizzleMania
0: on Streamyard, ideally. I know, yeah. Oh. So and then Tom was like, oh, I'll give you the point. And I was like, it's okay, I'll, I'll give you the point anyway. <laughs> the, the game basically fell apart from there. Like, they sort of got into it a little bit. And I made Zendaya laugh with a couple of my aunts, like my options and stuff. Yeah. So that, that, it sort of worked, but like, it's going to have to be massively saved in the edits.
1: Well, I think you you probably misremembering it. Like, it's probably went totally smoothly. I mean, um, I haven't
0: haven't slept slept in
1: three days because (laughs) (laughs) I I keep
0: thinking. You're telling me this time (laughs) I spoke to Ishii? I haven't, I haven't and he stopped, said no YouTube! I haven't stopped thinking about it. Also, we played a game of Blood on the Clock Tower, which I also haven't stopped thinking about oh either. Oh, God, what a stressful day. Oh, it was such a stressful day. Yeah, Blood on the Clock Tower gets under your skin. Yeah,
1: it really does. Were you a, a D? De- oh, don't say. I imagine that's a spoiler. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. I'm sure it'll <laughs> make great content, though. Probably even better content now we all know what a crap job he made of it. Tom Dulland. Tom Dulland. <laughs> No, Zendaya, Zendaya, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong there. That's your fault that you didn't remember the answer in order. The,
0: in this fun game that we're playing, no points for you, nil point. you know what? You shouldn't be Mary Jane. <laughs> I want a redhead. So, yeah, so I haven't slept uh, very well.
1: That's what yeah, that's bad. But but, is it, that because of the kid?
0: Well, no, the kid's sleeping great. But because... Because of the kids, we're not listening to podcasts when we go to sleep. And that's kind of like, that's what some people have meditation. Some Mm. people have white noise Mm. machines. I have, how did this get made? Yeah. And we're not listening to that because we don't want to disturb the kids' sleep. So what I've discovered is when I'm not listening to podcasts when I'm falling asleep, (gasps) oh, my brain's full of things to think about. The mind. The fear. The mind wanders. Yeah. The mind keeps you up. The mind's got things that it needs to think about. It hasn't got things it needs to think about. <laughs> it's got things it wants to upset you
1: with. Oh, yeah. I wonder. It's a troll. Everyone has a troll <laughs> living in their mind.
0: It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Headphones? Um, well, yeah, but then I've got to sleep with a headphone in.
1: So I sleep in silence. I, yeah, that's how I operate. But my lady partner likes a podcast. That's how she falls asleep. She got this, like, headband. With earphones in, but they're flat, mm-hmm. so that could be an option. Could be. Adam's also a podcast man, and his lady partner likes silence.
0: Mm-hmm. So I should ask Adam what. I
1: happened. don't know what he. Well, he he wants to have separate bedrooms. What? Have You not heard this? No. Oh, it's disgusting. What a weirdo. His why dream... do people like him? I know. His well, where's Adam? Why well, in his second bedroom probably <laughs> trying to sleep. He said. That in his ideal world, and he agrees this with his lady partner; they both signed off on it. They would go to sleep in separate beds, beds in separate bedrooms. How'd you spoon? Exactly. I was like, but the snuggles, and he was like, Nah. I I value a proper night's sleep more than intimacy. She's getting in my way of watching pornography, <laughs> <laughs> podcasts. <Yeah, but, laughs> I Just you know, it's, it's how you get to sleep when they're not there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we all know <laughs> real ones know. we all know that. anyway we got to draw this to a close thank you all so much for listening Tempest and Pete will be back tomorrow with the NXT review iTunes reviews yeah I'll do those on the AEW <laughs> thank you so much for listening take care everyone I love you goodbye